Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast with Pastor Joseph Gibson at Cranberry Community Church. We hope God speaks to your heart through today's message. I've told you before, every December I I have the opportunity thanks to my incredible wife, to get away from the kids, to spend a few days uh, on, on a retreat just praying for vision over the coming year. So whenever I come here on Sunday mornings and I have a, a series or a sermon uh, laid out before you, it's kind of rooted in a weekend retreat way back in December. Uh, what, what always amazes me is, so a series that we're beginning today was rooted back 10 months ago, but it's so relevant to what is happening in this moment today. As I, uh, 10 months ago, I was praying over the month of October, and what am I going to speak on this month? And the Lord gave me two simple words, fear not, fear not. We're in a day where we are surrounded by a nation that is crippled by fear, Uh, fear over the coronavirus, over sickness, Uh, fear over uh, the upcoming election. Now, I'm relatively young, but in my lifetime, I cannot recall a, an election that was defined by fear. I mean, uh, people are not anxious or a little concerned about this election. People are fearful over the results of this election. Uh, I was listening to a uh, radio show this week, and someone called into it, uh, and they literally said, I am shaking in my boots. I am so afraid of what's going to happen in, in this election, and, and that's not... Uh, abnormal for that to be happening right now. But the Lord gave me a word 10 months ago uh, to share with you today in this month uh, that we are called to be people above fear. And in fact, when Jesus said uh, in John chapter 17, he said that you are in this world, you are not of this world. You are in the world, you are not of this world. This world uh, is not your home. When he made this statement, It was a broad, far-reaching statement. When we think of these words, you're in the world, but not of it, uh, what we think of often is this is an evil world, a world full of wickedness and sin, but in Christ we have been set free from the sin that so easily entangles us. We are in this world, this world of evil. We are not of this world. It's not our home. And that is so true. But that is not the only thing that Jesus was saying in this moment. When Jesus said, this is not your home, You're in the world, but not of it. What he was saying is uh, the world finds its source for certain things from anywhere and everywhere. You have a different source, which is your heavenly home. So uh, when the world around us looks for joy and happiness in certain places, we have a completely different source of joy and happiness. And when the world looks for love and acceptance, we have a completely different source of love, the love of God. And when there are circumstances around us that everything calls for fear, we have a different source of peace. When there is uh, chaos and unrest and and, and even violence uh, surrounding us in our nation, and, and the response of the world is fear, did you know that placed within you in Christ Jesus is a peace that Paul says transcends understanding. Do you know what that means? That means if you don't have Christ in your heart, if someone doesn't have Christ, they do not have the cognitive ability to understand the peace that God has placed on your life. Paul calls it 
the peace that transcends understanding. If you want to put Philippians 4, 7 on the screen. Paul says this peace of God, which transcends all understanding. He says what? He says, it will guard your hearts and your minds. So we're in a world where fear and worry and anxiety becomes the reality of those around us. Our hearts are guarded with the peace of God. You say, Pastor, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, but I'm not experiencing that peace. I'm more on the side of the fear. Uh, what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to make it so simple that you're going to be a little angry with me probably. Uh, I'm going to just take the complication out of it. Uh, David wrote in Psalm chapter 56, verse 3, a very simple statement. If you want to put it on the screen for me, he said, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Now, in the book of Psalms, it's a collection of, of songs and, and poetry. Uh, and often in the book of Psalms, we don't know who the author is. Uh, even more often, we don't know the circumstances surrounding when the psalm was written. But this specific psalm, we know both. We know that David wrote it, uh, and we know the circumstances uh, in which he wrote it. Uh, if you looked at verse 1, he begins by saying, Lord, be merciful to me, for my enemy, enemies are in hot pursuit, and all day long they press their attack. We know that when David wrote this psalm, when he said these words, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, David was actually on the verge of being taken captive by the Philistine army. It's under these circumstances where he is fearful for his own life that David says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. I want you to see two things here. The first thing is that David was a man after God's own heart, but David was not immune to fear. Being a Christian does not make you immune to fear. But the second thing we see here is that trust is a choice. David said, when I am afraid, I make the choice to trust you. And I want you to see what the very next verse says. Uh, Psalm 56, 3 and, and, and 4 says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. Do you see what has just taken place in this one passage of Scripture? David has gone from saying, when fear is my reality, I choose to trust you. And then the very next verse he says, basically, when I choose to trust you, fear is no longer my reality. In God I trust and am not afraid. Do you see what has taken place in the span of two verses? His reality has changed based on his choice. He began with fear, and by placing his trust in God, his fear has been replaced. My challenge to you today is going to be a simple challenge. We need to begin to make that choice, to recognize the fear, and to replace it with trust, to not be afraid to fully and completely place our trust in God. Uh, David trained himself. This was a trained response that whenever he recognized fear, he reacted by placing his trust in Jesus Christ. What I want you to see about that's really neat is uh, in this context here, um, David's life was on the line. Uh, David could have died at any moment and he made the decision, I'm going to trust in God. 
But because he made this his response, his trained response to fear was to trust God. It wasn't just the, the big things. I want you to see in Psalms chapter 112, uh, verse 6 and 7a. David writes, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. And they will have no fear of what? No fear of bad news. So he's gone from this, this place of fear for his life is... It, to just fear of bad news. Many of us in this room, we can't relate at the moment to being fearful for our lives. Some of us can. But most of us can relate to the fear of bad news. It's called anxiety. It's called worry. It's called pessimism. It's the expectation of bad news. And David says, the righteous will never be shaken by the expectation of bad news. Why? If we go to the next verse, verse 7, it says, they will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. The reason that they are not shaken by the fear of bad news, by anxiety, by worry, is because they have placed their full and complete trust in the Lord. It's the same thing he said before. When I am afraid, I choose to trust the Lord. When I trust God, I'm no longer afraid. Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 6. He said, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. God takes care of the birds of the air. He will take care of you. It's a matter of trust. He tells us, in fact, exactly where we should place our focus. In verse 33 of Matthew, he says, Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given, given to you as well. You know where I said uh, that this world is not a home? What Jesus is saying here is, but I want you to focus on your home. You are in this world and not of it, and what I want you to focus on is your home, the advancement of the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Trust, church, is a choice. Um, uh, one of our kids, uh, recently, uh, his world was in shambles. Uh, the reason that his world was in shambles was because he tried on one of his favorite shirts and he had outgrown his shirt. I know, I know. Sympathy cards after service. <laughs> he was devastated and we could not get him to calm down. So I, I, I asked Emily, I said, I, let's do what any good parent would do. What would Daniel Tiger do in this moment? And uh, I don't think she knew the answer either, but I said, I said, son... I need you to stop and take a deep breath and let it out. And I said, every, every time we start to have these moments where you just lose your mind, we're just going to stop, take a deep breath, and let it out. Can I tell you something? This was the greatest challenge in the world for him. It was so unnatural to stop worrying, to stop being anxious, to, to stop losing it and just to, to rest for a moment. And when I say, church, that we're called to, to, to lay down our fears and replace them with trust, can I tell you something? It's going to be unnatural. Do you know what Solomon said? The wisest man in the Old Testament 
said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Can I tell you something that is unnatural? To not lean on your own understanding, that is completely unnatural. That feels like it's all we've got sometime is our own understanding. Solomon, this man of incredible wisdom, said, trust God with everything. Don't lean on your own understanding. He said, in all your ways to uh, submit to him, he would make your path straight. In other words, you just trust him. You just trust him. You make the decision that you will trust God through whatever season of life you're in right now. No matter how big, if your life is on the line, no matter how small, if you're just worried about the future, he said, lay it down, replace it with a decision to trust God. Renee, if you want to go ahead and come up, we'll be kind of short today. In fact, if you guys want to go ahead and stand, I feel like we were just standing. I'm just going to repeat the message this morning one time, one time around. We've got plenty of time, right? Church, we have to learn to trust, and then we have to choose to trust. Second Timothy says that God is faithful for he cannot disown himself. Do you know what that means? That means that for God to be unfaithful to you, for God to be unfaithful to his promises, it's a complete denial of himself. He can't do it because who God is, is faithful. God, he, he, he will get you through. Guess what? If the election doesn't go the way that you want it to, he'll get you through. You know the thing about trust? Trusting God doesn't mean that there's no action on your end. So if you're worried about the election, for instance, don't just say, God, I trust you and I'm out. Say, God, I trust you and then go vote. We live in a world that is crippled by fear. You are in that world. You are not of that world. God has placed within you, whether you're experiencing it in this moment or not, God has placed within you, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, a peace that is completely beyond understanding. And we need to recognize that we serve a faithful God. You serve a faithful God. A God who is worthy of your trust. A God who will never break your trust. And the word for you this morning is simply that. Fear not. Whatever you are afraid of this morning, replace it with trust in God. We have a prayer team come up this morning, uh, just by the drum cage. And if you have anything this morning, you say, I, I am having difficulty, Pastor, letting go of this issue. issue of letting go and letting God have it. If that's you this morning, can we just pray over you? 
Can, can we pray that God's peace will come under you or come over you? Uh, that, that peace that passes understanding if you're not experiencing it. Can we just take some time to pray with you this morning? And if that's not you, I just want to challenge you to, to step into his presence again. To ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart for those things that we're not giving to him. So that we can lay them down and say, God, I trust you with this. Lord, we welcome your presence again, Lord. And ask God that you help us to lay, lay down those things that are so hard to let go of, God. And to trust you with all of our heart. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for a new message every single week. And as always, from all of us at Cranberry Community Church, may God bless you.